It's Friday night, which means it's time for not just any other episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast, but our 50th episode. We made it, everybody. I'm Casey. And I'm Ashley. <laughs> uh, last time we started out our Fairly Odd Parents May Movie Marathon with Channel Chasers. We then released our weekly Twitter poll asking which of Timmy's parents were worse and or more neglectful. Timmy's dad got 70% of the vote, and Timmy's mom got around 30%. I, I have to agree with this one, and obviously they both kind of function as one character, as we've talked about before, but I think if you had to pin the blame, I would go with Timmy's dad as well. Which is funny, because if you asked Timmy's dad, he would say 100% Timmy's mom. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's true. He wouldn't yeah, he wouldn't give himself any distribution of that vote. Alright, so this week we watched Schools Out the Musical in honor of me graduating and probably others of you as well getting out of school. Sorry for this being late. The craziness of me graduating. I've graduated, guys. I'm done with school. School's actually out forever. <laughs> what? Um so sorry that this is coming at you a little <laughs> late, but uh you know, life got a little in the way, but we're, we're still here. We're still around. But yeah, as Ashley uh, sort of covered, we're, 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 we picked schools out actually on purpose uh, to coincide with Ashley's graduation. So school is out quite possibly forever for Ashley. So uh, this is our way of celebrating with some high-pitched Timmy Turner singing. Yeah, and this is probably the episode me and Casey, or I guess movie, whatever, the, the discussion me and Casey will probably have the most large disagreements on, I think, in podcast history. So that should be fun. Yeah, I agree. I was thinking we would meet in the middle somewhere after watching it, but it seems like it might have solidified us even further <laughs> yeah. into our opposing corners. So, uh... Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Now let's get started with our final round of trivia first, because we just feel like it. From the Nicktoon Animation Studio in Hollywood. Hollywood, 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 Hollywood. Alright you guys, it is now time for our trivia season 2 finale. The current standings are me with 8, Casey at 7. This means that if I get the question right, or if Casey gets it wrong, or there's actually a large combination of things that happen, I need to get it wrong and Casey needs to get it right for him to be tied and for us to go into our 51st episode to see who wins. Stuff is crazy. I have two rebuttals to that. First off... We, that has been the case for three weeks in a row now, and uh, I'm still here. And second of all, I want to remind our listeners about my huge, shocking win that all the polls got wrong in season one. Ashley was up early, I came back and won. I don't want anyone to forget my huge victory and Ashley's embarrassing defeat, no matter what happens here today. I think I lost by like two or something, right? It wasn't that bad. Yeah, that's true. And I'm going to say, I'm just going to say that I... And I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there that whoever should win this should behave similarly to how I did after I lost season one and respectfully purchase a wonderful gift. And that's all I'll say. Okay. Yeah, that, you know, that the, it's interesting, the public and private persona for Ashley, because you should have heard the things that she said <laughs> the second we stopped recording that season one trivia finale, because I still, I mean, I... I'm still talking about it with my therapist, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, Casey, go ahead and hit me with it. All right, Ashley. So I figured it would be fitting to go very general for our final uh, season two trivia question. So this is about Nickelodeon in general, specific to Nick Magazine, which I had for years. I'm not, I don't know about you. I did not, but I, I wanted it, but not enough to ask for it, but like... I'd see the commercials and envy the kids who had it. <laughs> so in 1990, it wasn't its, a, its own publication until 1993, run by Nickelodeon. In 1990, it was essentially an ad campaign pamphlet based out of a certain fast food restaurant. So picture sort of like, uh, you know, toys and like Happy Meals at McDonald's. You get a little toy. Um, this magazine came with meals at one of these four fast food restaurants. 
Now, okay, Nick, I follow. Did Nick Magazine originate in A, Taco Bell, B, Burger King, C, Pizza Hut, or D, Kentucky Fried Chicken? There's a lot, there's a lot riding on this, you know, this is... They're all pretty classic 90s institutions. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like for no reason at all, I don't think it would be at Taco Bell. And that's just because I don't feel like they really cater to kids, though they may have, I, I don't remember. But like currently, at least, they, they don't really, right? There's no like Taco Bell kids meals, although... Maybe they even have those somewhere, and I just live on a college campus, and I have forgotten that that's a thing. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and rule that one out aimlessly. But I can say the same. Like, does KFC have? I'm like I'm overthinking. I'm just gonna go Burger King. Whatever. Final answer. Sure. Okay. We're done. All right. Well, Ashley, that's disappointing because. Uh... I was certainly looking forward to still getting to answer my question. That is incorrect. I still do get to <laughs> answer your question. Uh, it was Pizza Hut. Oh, I like literally uh, forgot that one when I was going over my options. So well, Burger King was a valid Oops. guess. I mean, they did. A, Burger King did a lot of Nick promotions growing up. I remember. Yeah, at least, you know, I was close. If I thought about Pizza Hut a little bit more, I don't know why that that one got out of the the contenders in my mind I should have should have thought my things but that that doesn't mean that you know doesn't mean anything yet um give me one second here okay um so my question is general but about fairly odd parents still figured you know we've got our marathon going in so I'm going to list four different pairs here and I want to know which of these are done by different voice actors right so Ooh. If that, you follow, like, I do. what's going to go down here? Okay, so, and we may have mentioned some of these in our fun facts, I don't remember, but I feel like at least a couple of them are new info. Okay. A, Bucky McBadbat and Mark Chang. B, Doug Dimmodome and Chet Ubetcha. C, Cupid and April Fool. Or D, Principal Waxelplax and Tooth Fairy. Okay, well... I think I know, but I'm going to re reason this out real quick. Bucky and Mark Chang, I am just about positive, are the same. Their voices are so similar, it has to be. Doug Dimidome and Chet Ubetcha, that's the one? I don't think it is, but it could totally be Cupid and April Fool, who uh, I just have no idea. And you might have thrown in the holiday theme to trick me. Principal Waxablast and the Tooth Fairy, I think could be it as well but if i had to narrow it down to two okay let me think let me hear doug demidome okay. no i think they are the same oh man ashley <laughs> i'm crumbling under this pressure <laughs> oh the whole season is on the line of this question it's a good one okay bucky mark chang gone doug demidome chat you betcha they're the same. Making that decision done. Cupid, April Fool, I can't even really hear their voices. Uh, Principal, Axel, Plax, and Tooth. But you probably wouldn't have thought of Cupid and the April Fool on your own and put them in as the fake option. I'm gonna go with Cupid and April... Nope, no final answer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could go with Doug Dimidome. It's funny, I'm being Doug Dimidome right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I'm just letting you ride this one out, so yeah. uh, keep but, keep rambling yeah. on. It's all good. But he did, you know, but uh, they were chewy, and uh, <laughs> he didn't help my son with his... <laughs> God. All right. Um, oh, man. Watch it be Bucky McBadbat and Mark Chang. <laughs> I'm going to go with D, Principal Waxoplax and the Tooth Fairy. Final answer. Send it into overtime. Well, I'm glad that I'm finally going to win a season of trivia. It was Cupid and April no! Fool are not the same. No, no, no. <laughs> you had it on your lips. Cupid and... <laughs> nope. Nope. 
Beautiful. Um, the, the reason that I included Cupid at all is because Cupid is voiced by Tom Kenny. So uh, there you go. Well, April Fool is not. Because the April Fool, his voice is so high and Cupid's voice is pretty low, if I recall correctly, right? Yeah, I actually can't picture them exactly, but Cupid is apparently Tom Kenny. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And he did like no other characters for the show. And I was like, how weird. And then I was like, I'll just throw another holiday in there. And there so you go. I was like, like half a second away from tying this entire yes. thing. So after Indeed, the, but that... <laughs> after the month-long slog, it ends like this, doesn't it? Literal, literal moments away. I, I'm not gonna lie, I was sweating, you guys. I was physically sweating all over myself. It was horrible, horrible. Um, also, uh... Uh, other semi-interesting thing. Principal Waxelplex and Tooth Fairy, both great Alile amongst millions of others, but yes. Um, oh, you know, I hear that. They're both different, but they're both in her usual sort of wheelhouse. She has right. like, she does like three total voices for all of her characters. Yeah, but still, still always got to give her props. She's, oh, she's, she's quite an impressive resume. Um, yeah, so... I won! I won! I won! This hasn't fully set- uh, Guys, I did it! I did it! One season to one season, which means, you know, we, we were kind of talking about switching it up, but Casey, I think we have to at the very least have a season three. Yeah, we, we have to have a tiebreaker. Alright, miss, I hate trivia, but let's do okay, it anyway. For the record, I like, I like it when we're recording it. I hate finding trivia because I'm always so worried. I'm like, I don't want this to be too unfair. Like, I don't want this to be too easy, yeah. and I get super stressed about it. But I thought this one was honestly one of my best ones yet. That's, not it was not just because one. you got it wrong, right. but like I think I think it was there was a lot in there, you know. Well, let's make this about me again for a second and <laughs> recall that I was able to stump you several times in a row in very high pressure situations. So, uh, you know, you don't win on a win; you win on a loss, and so I hope you feel terrible about that. I feel phenomenal, and uh, I'll <laughs> I'll uh, give you my address, and I expect. I expect something. Doesn't need to be a huge something, but a something. It'll be a, it'll be a plaque that you can hang on your wall that says "Season One Winner Casey." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now I wish I hadn't said that because that would have been hilarious. <laughs> oh boy! Alrighty. Well, now that that's out of the way and we don't have to be stressed about it for the entirety of the segment, uh. Let's go ahead and talk about the movie, shall we? Yeah, let's uh, let's get into that. All right, guys, it's time for the the only segment, I suppose, of this one, which is that we are doing Schools Out, the musical. It was season four, episode twenty eight, and it aired originally March twenty fifth, two thousand and five. And in lieu of a synopsis today, I, I just, I need to talk through my trivia loss. Ashley, can we take like five minutes? No. Oh, <laughs> um, boy. Here's the synopsis. It is the first day of summer, and Timmy and his friends are counting down to the end of school, a la High School Musical 2. Cosmo, Wanda, and all the other fairies are also excited because in summer they get to spend all day granting wishes. Uh, the ones not celebrating are the adults who are frustrated with the havoc the kids reek when the school is out. We are introduced to Flappy Bob, the owner of the Learnatorium, who is this clown-slash-businessman who is opening an all-summer-long educational camp for kids. The parents immediately throw their kids into this Learnatorium, uh, which is, you know, uh, Flappy Bob is essentially a puppet being controlled by the Pixies, which are kind of like the Anti-Fairies, but boring. And I think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that sums up the monstrosity that this is. It's a good plot. Even you would admit that. It, you don't like the I, songs, I, or you don't they, like the I singing. I really, really don't like the singing. And oh boy! <laughs> but <laughs> can you tell I which think, sides think... we're on, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna go ahead. Okay, so this is this is what like an. 40, 46 minutes in total, right? Yeah. And there's 11 songs, which yeah. for, like, an actual musical might be okay, but, like, these aren't saying well, so, like, the novelty wears off by, like, 
for me, like, song two. And then, like, I'm like, oh, thank God there's nine more of these of what I've always dreamed of. Right. <laughs> well, it's funny because, uh, like, we both saw Miss Saigon, and I did the math, and I did the number of songs divided by the minutes in the show for a songs per minute um, metric. And obviously it's going to be way smaller than one because songs are that are longer, but it's a good way to compare. Both came out with almost exactly 0.2 songs per minute and miss saigon is only songs so this is too many <laughs> right like that's there <laughs> yeah and and also miss saigon has better singers yes <laughs> slightly better let's just say although no so, to the point where like actors i think they all sing well in character it's just we don't need oh yes Turner to yes sing. yes nobody nobody is singing poorly in the sense that they're bad singers it's just yeah they, they have timmy in this like high which i mean he has a high-pitched voice right but like it's like singing like that and it, it just sounds like it sounds like what you would imagine timmy to sing like and that's not good yes it's uh pretty excessive yeah and we mean no offense to uh who would it be is it still tara strong i think it's tara strong yeah. yeah no and no, yet i think it is impressive to be able to stay in that voice and sing yeah and i think she does what she was supposed to do and i think she does that well in the sense that like you know she's she's fault i just don't think it should have been done <laughs> right so yeah i'm not we gave you the plot summary i'm not interested in spending this episode going through beat by beat and discussing everything that happens let's get to the core of our disagreement here ashley yeah i mean i'm just gonna go i just don't i find it annoying i find me wishing that honestly i and i don't hate all the songs but I just feel like it's, it just doesn't need to be a musical. I don't like most of the songs, particularly. And I think, honestly, just specifically Timmy's voice, but there's a couple of others, too, where I'm like, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to do this. I get it. You guys made a musical, but, like, God, get me out of here. Man, and I really couldn't disagree more because I, and I, we, the common ground we have, we both agree Timmy singing didn't need to happen or at least should have been lower <laughs> yeah because there are moments where timmy sounds fine in the some of the lower they... stuff like the start of hey flappy bob that's all fine and then it gets yeah that, that part was fine higher. and then it goes yeah so... until the point that it's basically like his voice is like basically cracking right <laughs> in the way that it would if it was him singing but not in a way that's pleasant for my ears to hear Here's what I will say. I think that Guy Moon did a brilliant job on the score. He was also the music director. The orchestrations are awesome. They're so much fun. The different styles of all the songs are great. I think the songs tell the story very well. And the lyrics are... E Here's the thing. The lyrics are either serviceable for, like, 50% of the show. They're, like, they're fine. They get the job done. 25% of them, I'd say, are extremely clever and well executed and then 25% of them are utter garbage <laughs> that's about <laughs> I mean that's about how I, think I feel like the distribution is kind of what you would expect though right from from this in general that's kind of what one would expect to have happen right that this would be the case that it wouldn't be um the most high quality lyrics we've ever heard it is still fairly odd parents right like it's we're not looking for the highest class of entertainment here. Right, but um, then there were moments, like, I, okay, we'll get into our favorite songs. I, we're going to kind of pick them on the fly, our favorite and our least favorite, but I'm obsessed with Jorgen's polka, and especially because of the line. He's singing about this polka where he'll, you know, pull back the fairies, and he rhymes... Pull them back, pull them back, pull them back! <laughs> yeah, the Pixies have these amazing backup vocals. Um... And in fact, why don't we can sprinkle it throughout the episode? This, Jorgen's Polka is hands down my favorite song in this entire musical. And uh, the lyrics are clever. Jorgen's singing voice cracks me up and it's not annoying. And the dancing's great, the music's great. But he rhymed, he's, he has this ongoing rhyme with his frappe mocha the, to rhyme with polka. And I think it's so funny. I, I don't know, I just love it. Yeah, I'll, I'll again, I'll concede... I liked more of the songs than I thought I would, um, and that was definitely one of them. And I think, I think too, I, I appreciated, on a sense, like, how there are all of these different styles, and I 
I got it in the sense, like, I got, I got how it could be, you know, tall. I just, I just genuinely, like, didn't want to keep watching it. Like, if it were on, <laughs> if it were on television and, like, this were on, like, I would have switched channels, do you know what I mean? And I think that's what I did as a kid, too. And I, I stand by, like, I just, I don't well, so want to keep doing it. When I was a kid, I VHS taped it and made everyone in my family watch it. <laughs> I literally did. <laughs> uh, is it usually me and Casey are almost too much in agreement, like with our uh, That's end so of the true. year tops. Like, like our ri- so our I'm actually glad that we've done. Yeah, That's I'm glad true. that we're we're differing a little bit here. Um, but like, but yeah, so we both agree. It's on Timmy's voice is not ideal for a musical. I disagree that it shouldn't be musicalized. I think the world of Fairly Odd Parents was made to be turned into a musical. It's so silly. It's so ridiculous. The music is so cartoonish, and obviously musicals can be anything, and they can be in any style. But if you're going to go the traditional route, like Fairly Odd Parents is exactly it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I felt like. For me personally, and I'm gonna, I'll just throw this out. I hate pretty much every Nicktoon that has ever done a musical. I hate it. I just don't, I don't like it. For me personally, it just doesn't work. And I, I can't say exactly what it is, but like, it feels like, I don't know. It, it just feels like it's trying to do something that for me it isn't. And it's just like, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Because SpongeBob had a couple of musical episodes too, and I hated those. I think I hated those even more than I hated this. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like there was another musical something. I, I, I just genuinely, like, I don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't want to watch them. I don't, I, I can't exactly put my finger on what it is. It's just that they're, uh, I don't know. I just don't feel like I want my Nicktoons and my musicals to be blended. I don't, I don't like them. I want them separate separate them (laughs) well here's okay here's a challenge for you because i thought okay ashley loves the angry beavers you've loved everything the angry beavers so far i wonder if there's a musical episode and i looked it up Mm. and there isn't but there is an episode where uh dag gets his wish he gets his magical wish granted where he says that norbert he wishes norbert couldn't speak during an argument so norbert has to sing the entire episode uh, hmm. It sounds like classic Angry Beavers creativity. We'll have to watch it and see what we think. Yeah, you know, we could do, to test my thing, we could see if we could find, like, three singing episodes, non-movies, just, right. like, episodes. We could do the Dino and see if... episode of Hey Arnold. Oh, but I love Dino. Yeah. See, because he's, he's got that fun jazziness that I love about yeah. Hey and Arnold. it's like, not to get all nerdy, but it's like... <laughs> Those are uh, diegetic songs and not non-diegetic songs. Um, I don't know what this means, Casey. Diegetic just uh, means that it happened, that it, the song really happens in the Oh, yeah, okay, okay. I, I feel what you're saying. And yes, and I think... diegetic is this musical, essentially. It schools out. I think that's... I think that is actually a difference for me. I think I'm for okay sure. with songs if they're within the plot for Nicktoons yeah. in general. And I think it bothers me when they decide to just be musicals. I think there's a... Jimmy Neutron musical episode, oh, or at least there's an episode where they make a. There, there's an episode where they make a movie, and I know that there's a scene where they're singing. I don't know if the whole there's thing is probably singing. a kiss scene in it, knowing Jimmy Neutron and their track with theater. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be I a really probably big is. deal. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, those kinds of things were a really big deal back in the middle school days. For sure. In in real life, anyways. Um, all right. What else? What else do we want to talk about? Do we do want to like get a, some? We could do a quick back and forth of like moments we loved, moments we hated. Could just kind of pick. Sure, either. sure. Um, Let me see. Um, the Pixies rapping is amazing. That's my positive vibe throwing out there. I also love the Pixies rapping. I I cannot I cannot say a single negative thing about it. It it's solid. It's well done. It's funny. Um, let's see. Um, I also just want to, well, let's bring up the whole, the whole the rules thing and how it's conveniently whatever oh, said geez. episode yeah, needs. Yeah, that is worth discussing. Because Jorgen sort of, uh, he sings about it and he's like marrying the rules or whatever, the rules. But there's, I don't even remember what, what the situation is exactly. What, what happens other than that? 
because kids have too much power, they can't have fairies, I guess. And that's somewhere in the rules, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like no pro because kids. This one actually does make more sense than I think you're giving it credit. That no, no, I um, I think it makes sense. I'm just saying, like, it definitely like none of this is ever mentioned before, and it's definitely right. sort of like a how can we make this a problem? Oh, I know. Let's say it's against the rules. Right, but it does Which, make sense that and, the fairies okay, okay. exist to solve kids' problems, and so if they're in charge, the thing is where the logic doesn't hold up is if kids were in charge there would be a lot of problems <laughs> there would be hordes of them honestly um if anything they'd need my other thing is fairies is if they thought this through enough that they're like okay should kids get too much power then they can't why not just say like they can't do that right like they they prohibit other wishes why not just say like you can't make kids rule the world if they've already thought this through and know like you know if kids end up ruling the world they won't be able to have fairies anymore. Why not just stop that from being an issue? Well, I I'm, I think their law making is a little musical, and we'd have nothing to talk about for our fiftieth episode. We'd find something better, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, let's talk Flappy Bob. Let's kind of talk his character arc because it's pretty tragic. Yeah, it really is. Um, so we start out with the very beginning, is with him and his parents. And they're on this train, and they think that they're gonna go to, like, the end of the track and, like, die and everything, and... So in, like, a fit of panic, they decide to kind of, uh, put him in a, um... What's the word I'm looking in for? In a cannon, right? Yeah, they put him in a cannon, but they put him, like, in a... Something oh, in like the cannon, like a, a rocker or something. No. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I meant, like, in, they put him in, like, they wrap him up, but then they put him in, like, a missile kind of thing. Right. That he gets launched in. It doesn't really matter. He gets launched out. And uh, that that whole idea, too. These parents are just trying to keep their kid alive, right? It's a, it's like a much less sad version of what happens in Hey Arnold's Christmas. Very. Similar sentiment. Very <laughs> true. Yeah. And, and, of course, the tragic irony of it all is that, ultimately, the, tra the train that they're on just takes a left. The track splits, and they don't fall to their deaths. They also could have just hopped off. There's so much that's so stupid about this. I mean, I guess they're also clowns and they're not very smart, so... That's not true. That, I'm not saying that everyone who is a clown... I don't want to insult the profession here. I'm going to throw this out here. <laughs> but, like, you know, and they, they are intentionally not intelligent characters. So, right. and that's kind of how this all goes. And then... I guess this just, the Pixies just kind of happen to be there? Yeah, they're driving by, and they're like, what, 37-year plan just failed? Um, they're, they have this weird, I think it's hilarious. It's oddly specific, but it's so self-aware and on the nose. They're driving away, and they're like, oh, man, our 37-year-old plan, 37-year to plan totally failed. What are we going to do? This baby lands next to their car, and they decide they're going to do another 37-year plan involving this baby and that plan is essentially to make the world boring by raising flappy bob to create the learnatorium and therefore empowering kids with fairies to wish that they could rule the world therefore the pixies are able to rule the world am i getting that right yeah i uh there's something in the contract that flappy bob signs and i don't know why flappy bob is even able to do that. <laughs> yeah, they send him right? to law school and everything, too. But, like, he signs a contract which gives Pixies, but again, I don't know how he can sign over it. Like, he doesn't own Fairy World, right? He doesn't own the, the world, right? So I don't know how he's able, but he, whatever. Right. It, it, there's, if we think too much about this plot, nothing's yeah. gonna make sense. It will so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is probably true of a lot of things of this show, so it's fine. They, they make this plan, and it's working pretty well, and then, uh, you know, in the end, it all, uh, well, right, so, so they, they teach Flappy Bob, but, okay, sorry, it just, just the whole, the whole concept doesn't really make a ton of sense, right, so they, they teach him that boring is fun, but you can't actually do that, right, that's not actually how people work. <laughs> right. If it, if it were, then we would all do boring things and love it, and that would be great, right? Like, if we all loved sitting in offices all day and it was a great time, that wouldn't be bad. 
but we don't. And you can't, like, teach somebody for that to be fun. It's inherently right, like, not. You, like, you could teach a kid the wrong colors, and they'd grow up thinking that the colors' names were wrong. You know, right. That's not, you could like, even... Intri- <clears throat> that's not intrinsic to human emotion. Like, fun and boring are hardwired in us, and they're different right. from person to person, but... And, and certainly, like, right, some people are going to think things that I might consider are boring and fun and vice versa, and that happens, but you can't really designate what is going to be fun and or not fun for any given person doesn't matter again i'm i'm i keep saying i'm going to stop poking plot holes and then i keep finding them and i can't stop <laughs> i i still think it's kind of a fun concept though just this idea of you know him kind of struggling to decide what to do with with his uh his situation and you know who can he trust to tell him what's fun it's it's a difficult difficult task yeah and they, okay, well, I think that's kind of enough flappy, Bob, that, you know, at the end of the day, he exposes a loophole that allows him to define what fun is, and it's this nice sort of reclaiming of his, you know, arc, and, uh... Yeah, I want to quickly, quickly say I do like that it's not a direct Control-Z wish for once. Yes! Um, he actually tries to do the Control-Z wish and can't, because I think, like, Wanda just doesn't have enough magic left because she's the only fairy left. It, it doesn't really matter, um... So I, I do like that they came up with a more creative way to resolve it. All right, so that, that plot hole we were discussing, uh, I've been uh, kind of obsessing over it, so I found the plot summary. I, fl- I felt like they couldn't have left a plot hole that obvious. Like, why do the Pixies get to be in charge of Fairy World? Um, so here's a quote I found on the wiki. The Pixies remind Jorgen von Strangle of the loophole, a loophole that allows them god-parental custody over Flappy Bob, and they point out that with this power, the children of the world no longer need fairies. To make the takeover of Fairy World complete, the Pixies convince Flappy Bob to sign a new contract that allows him total control over what the world considers fun, in exchange for control of Fairy World being given to the Pixies. I don't really but understand how that works, though. I don't though. either. And it says Jorgen now has no choice but to pull back the fairies to what used to be Fairy World. But, like, Jorgen would have had to sign it, and he would have. That's what I'm saying. Like, how, how is that signed? Like, why is Flappy Bob the one in charge of signing this over? Right? Whatever. I'm done. I'm done dissecting. There, there are a yeah. lot of problems happening here. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. So I think maybe maybe I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what, maybe it's good that this is a musical so that you don't focus on how little sense it all makes. <laughs> That's true. But now, oh man, I've seen this so many times and I can't explain this away. Someone who's like smarter than me or knows this better can tweet at us. Like there's got to be a reason. Does there? Does there though? That because... makes logical sense. But like one of us would have caught it. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, well. Oh man. I'll have to, maybe I'll rewatch like, that bit of it and see if there's something that makes more sense. But, I, again, I don't get why Flappy is allowed to sign over anything, like... Okay, what other other moments that you hated or loved? Um... Is there anything else specific? I think I'm running low on stuff. Unless there's anything Gary. else specific. We, we got Gary and Betty. Happy, happy Gary and happy, happy Betty. They're classics. Don't they show up in another episode somewhere? They do, yes. Yeah, they're annoying, but I mean, that's, they're supposed to be. (laughs) And that's Grey Delisle. Yeah, she's everyone, honestly. Um, Oh, we can can talk about the Florida joke, how they went, like, strangely political. Oh, yeah, there was another one, right? Uh, So there's a Florida joke, I forgot what that is. Um, Oh, is, is it that Timmy got elected president? Is that what that vote is? Which, I don't know. Who decided yeah. that was well, a good goes, idea? He goes, so so I'm kid president? And uh, Cosmo says, yep, everywhere but Florida, they're still voting. But Which like, was so topical at the time. I'm it was just four thinking, years late, but still. <laughs> Would you ever vote for Timmy to be president? Like, I would vote AJ or someone, right? <laughs> Who's actually smart. Singing, maybe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I would, vote, I would vote adult Timmy for president. Maybe. But, but no, not Kid Timmy. He's like, 
even of all the terrible kids on this show, like I would probably want Chester in the oval before Timmy. I really and, and then at the end, at the I'm end to the uh, Flappy Bob says at the end he's like, or no, Flappy Bob's dad rather is like talking about all the places that he checked, and he's like, we even checked the U.S. Congress. It was full of clowns, but none of them were fun. And again, there's just that you know, sort of adult humor. Yeah, they're both easy, obvious jokes, but I remember thinking they were hilarious when I was a kid. And you made a note that you didn't, and uh, I said something really sna- sassy back. What yeah, I think it? you were like, well, I was smart, um, and I was like, I just don't think I cared at all yeah. about politics at the time. Like, I, <laughs> I might have even looked at it, but I don't think I knew about Florida being, you know, how Florida is in the elections. And I, I probably, the Congress one probably made sense to me, right? Like, anyone who's everyone, anyone who's anyone has heard people complain about Congress before, so, like, that's nothing new, but... Right. But I thought they um, were kind of funny. No, um, I, I mean, I appreciated the sort of, you know, like I said, I, I always appreciate little tidbits for the adults to enjoy in anything, but... Yeah. Okay. Here, quick fl- kind of game of, like, Flash. Three songs that you found yourself actually enjoying. Just quick. Okay. I'm gonna go with, for sure, the We're Pixies one. <laughs> um, you know, I'm gonna go ahead with the Jorgen Polka and uh, Cosmo and Wanda's duet. Those are going to be my three. Oh, man. I guess we are similar. <laughs> um, but if I am, I haven't really picked mine. Um, I, I, I just made out. those from the list. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading through the list. Um, what does the opening song even sound like? Oh, kids just being kids. Yeah, absolutely not. No. <laughs> um then the Flappy Bob, okay, he has a sort of music manny kind of opening. It's like talk singy. Um, okay, but actually, I would sk- I would leave off where Pixies. I would go with the Jorgen Polka. Cosmo Wanda's duet is fantastic. It's so sweet and like so eighties tastic and like electric piano, just total ridiculous. And at the end, Jorgen is just a weeping mess. Um, and he goes, and the bit with the fingerprints. Fingers aren't shaped like that. <laughs> Yeah, their, their fingerprints turn into a heart, for the record. Yeah. Uh, and I commented on that. I was like, that's so sweet. And then Jorgen said he that. Can't handle. Like, oh, jeez. That's yeah, and the, they reveal that the whole thing was a hoax to make Yeah, Jordan they're like, feel- oh, it's always the classic uh, distract Jorgen with a cheesy love song yeah. move or whatever. So, But that one's it's really cute. And it's, you know, it's fun kind of insight into their relationship and all that jazz. I do, like, when I was a kid, my favorite song in this whole musical was uh, Unfundamentals. Um, I don't know why. I just really liked it. And I still do. There's this weird moment. It's like the fairies singing about how terrible it is to be in this sort of bad fairy world. And uh, they say something about how it's something's just, it makes uh, something just as fun as giving birth. And then Cosmo says, I'll bet it's even worse down there on Earth. And then they pan down all the way to, to Wanda and Timmy. Um, oh, <laughs> and can we talk about the the uh, the rainbow moment? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. They're, they're up in fairy world and Cosmo and Wanda are at the edge about to escape. And Cosmo goes, there's only enough pretty color for one of us to slide down the rainbow bridge. He goes... Wow, there wasn't a manly word word in that sentence. <laughs> Which, you know, valid. They, they, they make a second reference to it as well, somewhere in there. I forget, something about a... He says, my stupid pointy hat, it's a crown again. <laughs> yeah. Which, to be fair, I think there's many a time where Cosmo has said non-manly things. Yeah. This is, like, Cosmo, of all people, being interested in, like... The ge- and like being gender norms, and like the yeah. gender bi- no, binary is so funny because he's so not like traditionally masculine. No, not even the slightest. <laughs> he's he's like a wimp ninety five percent of the time. So, but you know, oh, um, man. I don't know that there's much else I want to add. I guess we can do a least favorite song too. But I think uh, it's kind of hard for me. See, I like the style of Adults Ruin Everything. It's got that fun swing thing. Yeah. Um, I love the opening, the credits, that sort of 30s animation yeah. and, and, like, jazz. It's so cool. It's very I feel Pixar, like, and I don't remember, MGM. I don't remember it, but I feel like I hated Timmy's president song when he, like, gets voted president. I think, yeah, I don't know how it goes. I think that was one where he sang a lot, and therefore it was horrible. <laughs> 
That, uh, and Camp Lernatorium itself is really upsetting. Yeah, and, um, ugh, sorry, uh, there's a moment where Timmy's mom, I think, says, at first I thought Timmy might not enjoy spending summer at Camp Lernatorium, and then I thought, who cares? <laughs> I love them. They're, uh, we've talked about them so many times, but Timmy's parents are wonderful. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, I think overall I stand by it. I don't have any interest in watching this ever again. I think it does an okay job of what it's trying to... I think, you know, I, I think it's mostly just the concept itself of this being a musical. I don't think they necessarily did a bad job at a musical. I just don't think that they... I don't think Fairly Odd Parents needed a musical whatsoever. Now, and I posed you the question in the notes, and you gave me a non-answer, and I wasn't kidding. Would you watch this show on Broadway with, like, legit singers who could do the character voices but also sound good? Yeah, I I guess I just, like, I can't picture that being a thing. Like, <laughs> It'd be pretty wacky. <laughs> I, I think, like... I wouldn't pay Broadway money to see it. <laughs> yeah, let's say you had a ticket and it was like, you can go, you don't have to oh, pay. Oh, sure, sure, I'd go. I mean, yeah, I, I, would, I would see it. I don't know if I would love it, but I'd give it a shot. <laughs> I, would, I would go in with an open mind, too. I'll give it that. Um, oh, I remember the president's song now. I think it's the one where he's like... Trixie's bringing me pizza, and Crocker is in chains. Oh yeah, because yeah. it goes really high. La 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 la. This is it's the life. <laughs> it's not good, kids. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a kind of a neat song, but like I do like the animation, and they kind of show how sweet Timmy's life is. It's like a montage song. But, but the, the uh, actual song itself, like if it were, if I was just listening to the soundtrack, I would skip that. Uh, every time. <laughs> but nothing beats Pull Back the Fairies. It's so catchy. Pull back, pull, pull, back, pull back. back the fairies. Bring them all home one by one. <laughs> like, that's great. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, I think... But let's, so our least favorite songs, right. I think mine might just be the opening and the finale. Kids just being kids. Yeah, that's fair. It's not. It's not great. Like um, it's hey, hey Flappy Bob, I kind of like, but then again, I kind of I don't know why, but that song is the only one that like I remember, and I mean remember to the extent that like when I thought of this musical, that song would be in my head, and I don't know yeah. why because I don't hey, think Flappy it's the most Bob. memorable song. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's it, and we I was saying it's sort of had a rent feel, and you agreed. That it's got that sort of driving, but like piano and guitar thing. Oh, they do, so many musicals do this, where when they need to resolve the plot, they just do like a bunch of reprises in a row of everybody's songs. <laughs> Reprise being like a short version of an earlier song. So we have the song right before the finale that's just Timmy singing Hey Flappy Bob, and then the Pixies have their like oh we're pixies we're not gonna go down without a fight and then we have one last adult to ruin everything where we see what they learned through the whole journey um i just think it's kind of funny yeah and like i don't want to call it lazy because it's effective you know and it's like economic they in a short period of time they get a lot done but well okay i i we should wrap this up but i have one last question for you if you don't have any other thoughts ashley i know go Throw it I at me. love this movie and you don't, so I feel like I want to pick your brain. Um, which so, so someone hands you, let's say School's Out, the musical, has not been released to the public yet. They hand you the script and they say, we're going to cut one song. Plot-wise, we're going to keep the plot in and we'll write a scene, but we're going to get rid of one song entirely. Which would you get rid of? Okay, so is this just based on the lyrics then is what you're saying? Just or, in your ideal version of this musical, if you have to be the one to cut one of these, you know, 11 songs that right, you right. found, which what one I'm saying would is, you cut? Which is, this, you is, this, is this pre or post me hearing them? Like, have I heard, am I listening show, to the tracks? They show you all of them, yep. Okay, I'm just checking, because if you mean lyrically, it's it's a different question, right? Uh, yeah, no, I'm getting rid it's of that both. president stuff, because I can't I can't <laughs> handle it. I can't handle, I think that's the one, like, where the most, like, 
high-pitched notes are in there, and I was just like, Timmy shouldn't be allowed to sing. Yeah, it's pretty brutal, especially when they're trying to sell the idea of him as a president, and then making him this, like, insufferable, annoying, you know. Yeah, and and Um, again, I want to re-emphasize, Tara Strong did a great job of what she was supposed to do. I just... yikes. (laughs) Yeah, totally valid. I would probably do the same thing. Um... Maybe I would. I think I would. A- I'd ask them to rewrite "Adults Ruin Everything." I was gonna or say. I think just you can't really the key. Yeah, you can't really get rid of it, right? Like plot wise, it'd be a little strange to not have that one be a song. But yeah, that's the journey. Like I get it. It's you know the kids have to learn that sometimes you need parents. It's very similar to Jimmy Neutron when the parents go missing and everything quickly falls apart. In the original, yeah, movie, like there's like you a know? couple of yeah. There's, like, a couple of days where they're all like, oh, this is great, and then they realize this yeah. is super not the, great. It, there's the girl You know, it does kind of bother me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this one, again, there's just, they don't actually encounter any issues, right? It's like, the problem is just that they lose fairies, but, like, they don't talk about how horrible it would be for kids to be in charge. Yeah, we don't really see the ramifications. Like, I guess there would be less war, but so, like, the world economy would completely collapse. It would, society would become just completely feral within a year. Yeah, so, but it seems to be like the the only major plot problem is that now fun isn't fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who is, I guess... If you keep the adults doing what they're already doing, but they lose their power, I guess the world could still function. But... Yeah. And, like, the adults would rebel eventually, is the thing. Right, and and it just wouldn't work, like, <laughs> for, for a multitude of reasons. Like, the, there's not really... I mean, like, there's... Also, like, you would grow up and then lose power? Like, at what age do you... Is it, like, you turn 18 and you... So, like, it just, how was that going to work in the long term? Then it gets into Codename Kids Next Door territory. And then also, uh, like, how young are you, like, how old do you have to be to be able to make, because we're not having, like, literal, like, like, two-year-olds probably, right, in office. So, like, what's, what's the logistics there? How old do you have to be to be president? And until how old can you be president? <laughs> Limited For range. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't expect the kids to put in term limits. (laughs) Okay, I think, I think we've talked this to death a little, but, um, I stand by, again, it, I don't think it's quite as bad as I maybe thought it was, but I still don't think it's good. Yeah, and I still think it's great. I think if you, like, read it on paper and heard the songs, but they were sung by, like, regular singers, I think it would be really good. Except for the plot hole that we discovered. <laughs> <laughs> One of a few. But, um... Yeah, all right, I true. Are we ready to move on, I guess, directly to our conclusion, huh? Yeah? Our, oh, don't remind me. I'd, I'd managed to forget in our discussion of Schools Out, but I'm gonna have to lick my wounds for a while on this one, guys. <laughs> Alright, our fun fact this week is that the main pixie, the one with white hair, not Sanderson, I don't know if he has a name, I think he's just head pixie, he was, the his rap was voiced by Method Man of the Wu-Tang Clan, which is so funny to me, I'm currently working on, one of the, one, the reason why I couldn't record last week was because I'm working on a new musical that is partially about the Wu-Tang Clan, so I couldn't believe this overlap, it's so crazy. Yeah, and, and, you know, what a name to get in there, too, and not relevant to kids, right? Like, that's clearly, like, just for a an increase in quality, right? Like, True, probably... yeah. Hopefully kids don't know Wu-Tang Clan, you know? Right. <laughs> for the most, for the most for part, what, I would assume. For a song and a half, and it's just a reprise of the same <laughs> yeah. song. <laughs> he must he must be friends with someone or something, right? Yeah. You, you oh, gotta spent think. Fifteen uh, minutes in the studio, and he's New York based, and I'm sure they did the recordings in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it wouldn't even surprise me if like he just happened to be like in the studio, and they were like, "Oh, wait, instead of having you do it, do you mind?" And he's just like, "I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love to hear the story behind that though." 
Yeah, I want to know Ugh, the story already. behind that. Fascinating. In the, uh... So, so moving into our Twitter poll, in the um, interest of keeping up this dichotomy we've got going in here, we want to know, do you think that the movie is very good or very bad? There is no in-between. <laughs> There's only the extremes black and white here, kids. <laughs> yeah. And you, you have to vote. There's no saying both parties are equally bad here. Your voting is mandatory if you see the poll. <laughs> <laughs> And there's, I don't want any comments about, oh, you know, I think it's, no. No, 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 you gotta vote one or the other. This is the two-party system on the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast, and you have to. <laughs> um, this episode has come out on May 19th, 2017. Tomorrow, we are going to rush out another episode to you on Abracatastrophe, the third of our Fairly Odd Parents May Movie Marathon. It's about a one-year anniversary. The 20th is the one-year anniversary of this very podcast beginning. We really can't thank you guys enough for sticking with us. There are so many names that, like, Ashley and I talk about in our daily lives. Like, oh, I wonder what this person's up to. Or I wonder, like, oh, so-and-so liked our thing on Facebook. Like, I love the sort of weird relationship we've had with you guys over the, the last year. And for those of you who joined us on Nick Madness, we're so happy you've stuck around with us. And we hope you're enjoying the show and watching every week with us. Yeah, it's crazy to think that it was a year ago, and me and Casey have both been so many places while recording it. 50 episodes was already pretty exciting. Um, as I said, so many things are happening in our lives. I'm graduating now. Casey's working on his new show out in New York. So much has changed in our lives in a year, but Friday Nick... Well, Evanet has changed, but it's, you know, it's been there. <laughs> For sure. No, it's been a great constant in my life. And Ashley, what we can say now is what's a different... What was different a year ago than it is now is that we were both in college. <laughs> yes. And now neither of us are. That's weird. That's weird, guys. I And I start work so soon. By the time you guys are listening to this, that following Monday, I will be working in a real human being job like real people do. Um, so, all that being said, thanks you guys so much, as always, for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>